I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 12 of the Parenting Aces Podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week, Pete Scales is back with us to kind of tease a little series he's going to be doing for ParentingAces.com. I hope that you've had the opportunity to listen to previous podcasts with him. He is an amazing coach, an amazing teacher, and just an all-around amazing human being. And I'm thrilled to have him collaborate with Parenting Aces to help tennis parents just do better. And we all need that little nudge every now and then, that little reminder about why we're here, why we're doing this tennis journey thing. Um, just as kind of a heads up, Coach Pete is also a high school tennis coach. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about the importance of high school tennis and why every junior player should really give strong consideration to playing for their school in addition to continuing to train and compete outside of school. But before I bring Pete on, just a quick reminder, if you haven't joined us already as a premium member, we sure would love to have you. Go to our website, parentingaces.com, click on the join button, and it will take you through the easy, quick steps to get signed up. Also, you will automatically be getting our monthly e-newsletter, which is a little perk of joining our site. So for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Coach Pete. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hey, Pete, it's so great to see you. Welcome back to the podcast. And I am so excited to hear what you're up to and to talk about our latest little venture together. Yeah, yeah. Good to be with you, Lisa. Yeah, look forward to it. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, well, I guess now a few months ago, um, we were exchanging emails and talking about ways that we could collaborate to kind of bring some more value to tennis parents out there and mm-hmm. kind of spread the message of, of what you stand on, which is the compete, learn, honor, right? Did I say that right? Yes. Yes. You got okay. it. Okay. Um, that whole kind of ethos of approaching junior tennis and college recruiting and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I just felt like you have so much to offer our audience more than just a periodic podcast. And you were willing and and graciously offered to do a series of articles for parentingaces.com, which we came up with the clever title of Raising Aces, Coach Pete's Guide to Empowering Tennis Parents. And we're going to be launching the first of those pieces soon after this episode airs. And um, so this podcast is really about kind of reintroducing you to our audience and giving you the opportunity to talk about your expertise and what you can bring to the table for tennis parents everywhere. Yeah. Well, hi again, audience. <laughs> <laughs> great, great to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to talk about all this. I mean, I think, I think from the standpoint of 
the complete person, right? While they're in high school, while they're going through a recruiting process, while they, if they're lucky enough, make a college team and, and play in a college team, um, compete, learn, honor, having those kinds of habits and values. It's like a GPS that just keeps you on the, on the right track. And your coaches will be very happy that you're on that track, actually. Yeah. Well, kind of expand on that because I think it's important for parents to understand why you're saying what you're saying and how that's relevant to kids that are on that college tennis pathway. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as every tennis parent knows, it's it's super competitive for, for starters and everybody can play. Every, I mean, mostly, you know, you're looking at state champs or finalists or, you know, people who've gone very far in a state tournament at the, at the least. So everybody can play. What coaches are really looking for is, is something else, is a, a work ethic, is a selflessness, a commitment to team, a commitment to, you know, playing within the rules. You want to win, but you want to you have high character and, and play honorably. Uh, represent your school, both at high school and at college. Be a fantastic representative. Um, be a leader of your team by by moral example, not just by how well you play. Um, so I, I think there's all those um, extras that some people some people might consider them extras, right? If you have 120 mile an hour serve, uh, you know you're in. Well, no, <laughs> no, you're not in. That, that's great. But then there's all these other things, because ultimately you're going to spend a ton of time at both high school and college level with your teammates, with your coaches, your community. So you, you've got to show that you're committed to the values of the group, the team, and putting the game and the team above you. At the same time, as you're breaking your butt to get as good as you can get with the talent God gave you and then developing it. Right. right? So you've got to have both of those things. And I think that's where, if it comes down to uh, a player with 120 mile an hour serve and one with a hundred mile an hour serve, but one is a real team leader and the other isn't guess who I'm going to take. Yeah. 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 And, and talk about, the role of the parent in all of this. I mean, obviously, you know, parents, we are our children's first teachers and, you know, it is our job to set boundaries and, you know, hold our kids to certain standards and, you know, figure out what our family ethos is and impart that to our kids. But when it comes to actual tennis development, what's the role of the parent there? Well, it's complicated. I mean, in, in some ways, it's an extension of everything else you're doing as a parent and that you've experienced to this point in terms of the negotiation between you and your child, your children, about how much freedom they get, how much autonomy they get, and how much you say, no, this is how it's going to be and how it has to be for your safety and you know your, your well-being. And, and as they get older, you know, you're, you seed more authority to your kids as they show you they can handle it mm-hmm. right but it's it's a dance and and it's a difficult dance and and as your child gets good in any sport 
um, and tennis specifically, because it is so competitive to get to the college ranks, um, it gets a little trickier because now you've got not just your relationship with your child and maybe one coach, you know, you may have several coaches, a primary and a couple of secondary coaches. You may, as the, your child gets better and better, you may have specialty coaches for nutrition and strength and conditioning and the mental game that you and I talk a lot about. Right. Um, and even agents or, or, you know, certainly people, you know, reaching out and trying to recruit. So you are a broker of those relationships at, at, at the, around everything you do with your child, parent, child, there is you watching out for the relationships your child has with all those other adult professionals, mm -hmm. right? So you're, you're managing that even if you're not your child's coach anymore. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And, and that's a whole nother thing. If you've been your child's primary coach, now you have to figure out how to step back and, and allow others in. But even when you do that, you're still the primary person responsible for the safety of your child and the development of your child. So you got to vote in this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just hand them over to a coach or any other, you know, a professional in the, in the sports world and, and let go. I mean, you've, you, but it's a balance. It's a very difficult, you know, um, yin and yang about it with, with your child and with those adults. Yeah. One of the things that, one of many things I love about you, Pete, is the fact that you're so committed to high school tennis. And yep. it's something that's near and dear to my heart as well. And um, my audience may or may not know, when I was in eighth grade, I played on my school's high school team and won the state doubles championship with another eighth grader. And that's I didn't one of the know that. Yeah, well, that's one of the highlights that. of my junior tennis years. It's probably the, wow. the biggest. Very cool. My biggest accomplishment, other than winning the sportsmanship award at our city tournament, that was a big one too. But um, so, you know, playing high school tennis for me is an important step in the overall junior development of a player. And it makes me really sad when kids skip that step because they feel like they're not getting the level of competition that they're used to or that it might hurt their rating or their ranking. Can you speak to that a little bit and talk about the role of the parent in that situation? Sure. And let me step back, though, to set a little bit more of a context, because, again, what, three and a half, four percent chance of getting on any college roster, half a percent chance of getting on D1 in tennis, right? Mm -hmm. It's difficult. Minuscule. Almost everybody, almost everybody who plays high school tennis is not going to play in college. Right. So all the while that you're, you know, wanting to do that and setting that as one of your goals, that's fine. Um, but it's got to be placed in a larger picture of your life development and your purpose in life. You know, 
you're, you're just not, you're not likely to get that. And if you do, you're not likely to become pro. <laughs> so you right? the pipeline narrows and narrows at each step. So what role does tennis have in your life? What is it giving you? What are you giving it? How is it helping you develop as a full person, right? Who gives to others, contributes to their family, their school, and their community. Um, and so I think, yes, it is, it is possible that you can face better competition just doing tournament play, mm-hmm. uh, better competition going away to a tennis boarding school, tennis academy. Um, lots of people have done it, and, and some have had success with that. But what you don't get then is you don't get the team experience, almost, almost never. I mean, you mm-hmm. get a little bit of that, of that at an academy. Um, but it's less of a team and more just a shared individual development. Right. The team situation, the traveling with the team, the being with the team, dealing with assistant coaches as well as a head coach, it it prepares you for what you're going to experience in the college setting if you're lucky enough to get there. Hmm. And and that's that's worth an awful lot. It, it's it's worth a couple of 10 per. 10, you know, percentage points, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, decimal on the right side of the decimal, Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. Say, a few tenths of a percentage point in your UTR, right? Yeah. Uh, we had a guy, um, his name was Carson Haskins. I'm, I'm in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And at our high school, from 2015 to 2018, uh, he came on the team as a freshman, made number one varsity as a freshman. He won the state championship four years running. Wow. He was undefeated four years running. He never lost a set four years running, went on to Indiana, worked his way up to become number one in Indiana. He had his choice of, he he was at eight years old. I coached him in a summer camp at eight, nine years old. He was already beating the high school guys. Hmm. So he had his choice of the the path he was going to take as far as high school, academy, tournament. Um, He chose high school because he wanted that experience. And he still won four state championships, undefeated, never lost a set, number one at Indiana. So who who knows where he'll go, you know, beyond that. Right. But he's had a very successful tennis career to this point uh, and didn't miss out on all the fun. And he was a humble guy and a real teammate. And, and, and as a result, he elevated everybody else for those four years. So we all became better because of him. So, I mean, I would really encourage parents to, to look at the tremendous advantages that, that that has. And of course, the coach has to be worthy of your child, you know, and if the coach isn't, that's a different story and something else for us to talk about. But but assuming the coach is worthy for your child and and, and other parents' kids, um, then give that a real hard look. Yeah, yeah. that's going to develop them more as a person in the long run and give them a lot more things to handle and, and develop at than, than just going to an academy or playing tournaments. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, let's get back to our series because yeah. it's all about empowering parents. And, and this is kind of, you know, the root of parenting aces from day one is how do we get better informed? How do we 
um, advocate for our children better? How do we advocate for our families better? And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about some of the topics that you're looking to write about and kind of tease that a little for us and, mm-hmm. um, you know, where this may go after these first few initial articles that we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's all about recognizing and and kind of deepening your understanding of what you can do as a parent, even as your child gets better and better and gets up to higher and higher levels. Um, We start out with this basic idea of you're the relationship broker, you're the matchmaker, Mm -hmm. right? Even if you're not a formal manager, you are the one who's, you know, most, you're the expert on your child, you know, Um, and your child may be good enough to start getting lessons from ex-pros, from very famous coaches, you know? I mean, maybe your child goes to Rick Macy, mm-hmm. you know, get some lessons down there. Um, that can be intimidating. That can be, and you can pull back because, well, of course, they know way more than I do. Mm-hmm. Well, probably they do, unless you yourself, you know, played extensively. Probably they do know more about tennis, but you know more about your child. And so at every juncture, where there's a decision to make, um, you need to be there as a player and in that in that room, at that table. Um, and and that you have to make that clear to your child and to all the coaches and specialty folks who are working with your child that you know you're going to do your best not to step on their toes, right? And let them be the coach. Right. Um, but they've got to know you're going to be the parent. And at times you may have to come in like a lion, <laughs> you know, just, just saying, just heads up, yeah. you know, uh, I'm going to give you as coach as much authority with my child as I feel is safe and warranted to give you. As long as you continue to respect me as a parent and treat me as a partner and not as a pain, <laughs> then, then we can work together. If you start treating me as a pain, if you stop informing me, if you get irritated when I, as a parent, ask you a question, um, you know, maybe I don't want to work with you. Maybe right. I don't want my child to work with you. So how you do these things, I think, is really what this series is about. How you do this, still be a great parent with your child, give your child as much independence and authority as they've earned. Mm-hmm as they develop into young adults to make a lot of these decisions themselves about who's going to coach them. Um, Cause you have to do that uh, and respect the coach's authority and areas of expertise while at the same time, not giving up, you know, that you are the one who's ultimately responsible for that kid. Right. Yeah. Well, and and the flip side of that is also understanding what it means to overstep your boundaries in the parent player coach triangle, right? Yes. Um, you know, there are situations where parents insert themselves inappropriately. Um, they overstep those boundaries and cause more harm than good, not just between the relationship with the coach, but also the relationship with their own child. And so understanding 
those boundaries and how to manage those, I think is, is something that you're going to be um, writing about as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, it, it runs the gamut from coaching during matches. <laughs> if you're a parent, you're yelling out something <laughs> to your child. Uh, so a real obvious thing um, to, if you have an issue with a coach, going in, you know, 100% speed and accusatory to a coach. Now, we're not talking about, you know, if there's something really illegal and nefarious going on, sexual abuse and things like that, um, but just disagreements about about tennis and about coaching, you know. Um, any Anytime a parent jumps in like that and assumes that they know what's really going on it's it's no different than sitting in the stands and you're making a call a line call for your kid you can't see it when we're on the court it's often hard to tell <laughs> whether a ball was in or out right without technology helping so you're way back there you don't know everything that's gone on between your coach and your child. So your first job, assuming safety itself is not, you know, rearing, you know, itself as an issue. Right. Your first job is to ask questions. Find out what's going on. Find out more. Be humble and be a learner. Be a data gatherer. Okay. Um, really, I mean, assume that the coach has a, a, a decent intent. <laughs> even if they might not be executing that intent properly, right? Um, like Just like in a player. I would much rather have a player make shot execution mistakes than shot selection mistakes. If they're selecting the right shot, we're almost there. Yeah. Right? If the coach is really like clueless about the right thing to do, now we have a different issue than their intent is good. Their idea was good, but they just have, they're not executing it right because they don't understand my child enough, mm. how my child listens, how my child likes to be criticized and doesn't like to be criticized. You know, when to say, when to tease somebody gently and who cannot take that at all, even gent. I mean, your, your coach has to want to get to know your kid as a real human being and not just a tennis player. And you have to give them that chance. So it, it, it's it's that role that you're playing, and we'll talk about specific things that you can do. Yet any good coach would not be defensive about you doing and being part of the the team as a as a partner and the primary caretaker of your kid's safety, but a member of the team, not the runner of the team. Right, right, yeah. and there is a difference, and I I love that distinction. There is, and sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to cut the cord with a particular coach. Your child has to cut the cord. You and your child have to talk about that. Right. And depending on their age and their stage of tennis and, and human development. But that's part of your job, too. Is yeah. you got, got to fire one coach and hire another one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Pete, I'm super, super excited to see what you come up with um, in this series of articles. And as I said, we're going to be posting the first one very shortly after this podcast airs. So I, I hope everybody will go to parentingaces.com and check that out. Um, meanwhile, do you want to just tell our audience a little bit about your book, 
podcasts and yeah. um, other work that you're doing and how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Sure. Um, my latest book is called the compete, learn, honor playbook. And it's really a lot of worksheets and activities that are real simple to do, real easy to do for both coaches and players. Um, parents, you know, can go through this book and I think you'll learn something too, going through a few of these exercises. And it's all, it's all about helping, helping the, the student athlete develop the mental and emotional habits, the tools to manage their tennis life, uh, both off the court and on the court during competition in a much healthier way to, to prime themselves mentally, technically, strategically, as much as they can to compete well and hopefully win without getting so consumed with winning and losing that it takes the love of the game away. We want the love of the game to, to stay there. That's the core. <laughs> Without that, why are you playing? Yeah. Do you have that secret sauce? Because I yeah. think that's, yeah, that's pretty amazing um, well, to be able to accomplish that. And the secret sauce is, is the, and this is where the good coaching comes in. But the book, my, my book and my first book also, they're both available on Amazon, talks about this, that you cannot do deal well with all that tennis will throw at you, the, the assault on your self-esteem <laughs> that you will go through. Yeah. <laughs> long, I mean, you know, all of us have been humiliated. We have humiliated, humiliated others. We've bageled others. You know? Right. 6 and we've been on the other side. You cannot withstand all that if you have a performance-based identity. You have to have a purpose-based identity that, that makes you immune to the winning and losing and, and, and elevates the solving the puzzles of this match today as the thing that matters. And, and, and how coaches help that matter, how parents help that matter and and make that a reality is to in all sorts of different ways keep reminding your athlete your child that you love them whether they win or lose and that you are not a better person as a human being if you win mm. as a player or a coach and you're not a worse person if you lose as a player or a coach that is not what defines you how you relate to other people and what you contribute to the world that's what defines you not not the tennis W's and L's. Yeah. I mean, we want the W's, but that doesn't define you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. I so love that's that. what the book's about. That's what the feature series we're doing together is about. And uh, they can they can reach me uh, through my website, competelearnhonor.com. Uh has a lot of little, you know, one, two-minute videos on dozens of compete learn honor habits and uh, links to my books and other things. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And we'll have all those links in the show notes on parentingaces.com as well to make it easy for you to just click and, and get right to Coach Pete. Um, anything great. else you want to share with us before we wrap up this little episode? Oh, just I'm in my 29th season of high school tennis coaching right Love now. It. And my granddaughter is going to join the team next year as a ninth grade freshman in high school. What? For my 30th season, and I just love it the same way I loved it um, day one of season one. That's it's, so cool. It's just a huge part of my life and my heart. 
Oh, I just love that. I did not know that about you. See, we learn about each other when we do these yeah. conversations. I love it. That's I great. love it. <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for offering and committing to produce some great content for our website. I'm so looking forward to having it there and very proud that you chose Parenting Aces as a home for these articles and uh, look very forward to sharing them with our audience. Yeah, always fun working with you, talking with you, Lisa. Look forward to to doing this and to hearing from uh, audience members, you know, what they think of this and uh, other ways that we can help them. Yeah, I'm really hopeful that people will read the articles and comment on the articles themselves and kind of start the conversation going. um, Because I think that's the way we all learn is if we share our own personal stories and concerns so that other parents can read and understand that they're not alone in all of this. You are not alone. (laughs) Absolutely. Not not by a long shot. Pete, great to see you. Thank you again. And to my audience, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.